Welcome back to Basically Anxious, your favorite Zillennial podcast. Welcome back, you guys. Um, happy, well, it's Thursday for us. I don't even know why I'm telling you guys what day <laughs> it is, but welcome back. Today, we are going to talk about books, which we haven't done in a little while. So which is surprising. I know. We love books. We're book girlies. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just going to, I guess, kind of do a little bit of a... I don't know. What would you call this? Like a well, we've titled it "book things," and <laughs> I feel like that's that sums it up. We're just gonna talk about our favorite category, like types of books. You'll you'll understand it once we get yeah. into it. But um, get ready for lots of good recs. Maybe a little mem- stroll down memory lane. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're just gonna talk about books. All Yay. our favorite books. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to share from last week or should we just talk about books? Oh right my away? gosh. It's so funny. <laughs> I always forget that we have this um, section in our mm-hmm. daily episodes. Cause yeah. Um, no, I don't have anything to share. Nothing super uh-huh. exciting. I mean, I'm still just adjusting to this new position. That's just a very, very mm-hmm. requires very different time. Uh, sorry. Very different energy management um, mm-hmm. that I'm used to. So um love it that's all for Um, me what about you I truly can't think of anything that I would like to share so we're just gonna skip that I (laughs) guess (laughs) okay yes let's start out strong with the last book that you read it's called The Investigator um it's the first book in the Norcross security book series by Anna Hackett okay um basically it's this author tends to write these like she's created like this world um Mm -hmm. where like there's just like a bunch of like guys that work for like a security company they're like ex-military or like whatever ex-special ops or whatever Mm -hmm. it's vague you don't really know their their past yeah um and like each kind of series goes through every guy in the in the team so this is the first book um norcross security um and I'll just read the description because I don't okay. even know how to summarize it. Okay. Museum curator Haven McKinney has sworn mm. off men, all of them, totally. Mm-hmm. She's recently escaped a bad ex and started a new life for herself in San Francisco, mm-hmm. which I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area. So yes, cool. she loves her job at the Hutton Museum and likes her new boss and has made best friends with her with his feisty sister. Haven's also desperately trying not to notice their brother, hotshot investigator Rise Norcross. And she's really <laughs> trying not to notice. I'm not going to read that part. Nope. <laughs> Rise is <laughs> off limits. But then Haven finds herself in the middle of a deadly situation. Investigator Rice Norcross is good at finding his targets. After leaving an elite ghost ops military team, there you go, the former uh-huh. Delta Force soldier thrives on his job as the brother's security firm, Norcross Security. He's had his eye on Haven for a while, but the pretty curator with her eyes full of secrets is proving far harder to chase down than the anticipated than he anticipated. Luckily, wow. he never, ever gives up. When thieves target the museum and steal a multi-million dollar painting in a daring theft, Haven finds herself in trouble and dangerous from her past rising. Rice vows to do whatever it takes to keep her safe, and Haven finds herself risking the one thing she was trying so hard to protect, her heart. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> Talk about escapism. That's like so fucking dramatic. Um, well, I love it. It's not the best book. I'm going to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, mm-hmm. I like the concept. I like the premise. Yeah. It's not like a masterfully written book. Um, yeah. It's they get together like thir- like 30% into the book, which, you know, is like not my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's that's the most recent book that I've read. Um, wow. Very dramatic. Juicy, very dramatic. Yeah. A good yeah. mix of suspense and. Mm-hmm. OK. Oh, I was uh, going to say this is not military propaganda. I just want to mm-hmm. be clear that like <laughs> in reading like Delta Force Soldier, like it sounds mm-hmm. like low key military propaganda. I swear that like this book. So there's so little that they even talk about anything mm-hmm. with like being a soldier at all. Like yeah. you work at a security firm. Like it's mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know. It's, I promise you, it's not like I'm, it's not low key, like romance military. Uh-huh. We you. we believe you. We believe Thank you. Thank you. you for the disclaimer. You're welcome. <laughs> Cause I, I understand that like how that can sound, but yeah. I promise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, What about you? Cool. Um, the last book I read was A Flicker in the Dark by Stacey Willingham, and I actually gave it three stars on Goodreads. Um, I would also rate my book three stars. But, like, it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. But I've been on a major thriller kick lately, so this fits into that, as you can probably tell by the title. But essentially, it's about this woman who is a therapist, and she's, like, in the midst of planning her own wedding. And while she's going through this, it like you learn about her backstory and it turns out her father was like a serial killer. So it like brings up a lot of stuff from her. And then at the same time, like sim- like at the same time that she's planning her wedding and like all of like the anniversary of her father's arrest is coming up, other people go missing. And then that kind of like sets the story for the actual thriller um like I said it was not my favorite it was still really good and I didn't also not expect the ending so definitely kept me on my toes I just like didn't love it as much as other thrillers I've read so amazing love it you've got good pick between the two quite quite different Um, they can't they can't all be winners you know yeah yeah (laughs) okay um tell us about a book that changed your life Okay, so yeah, majorly um, uh-huh. switching gears here. Yes. Um, the Empath Survival Guide by Judith Orloff. I feel like mm-hmm. I've talked about this before. I, 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 I must have, have. Like briefly, yeah. So my mom actually bought this book for me. And I generally like, I think it's like, if you've even listened for like a few episodes, you probably gather that like, I don't read self-help books. Like that's not... I Mm -hmm. read for like enjoyment and like escapism. Like I don't, that's not, I'm not reading self-help books. Um, But I, my mom got this book for me in a time when I like really, really needed it. And Mm -hmm. I, it like totally changed my world and a way that I fully did not expect. Mm -hmm. More often than not, um, generally books bring this feeling that I'll describe in a second, but like like, it doesn't have to be a self-help book. It can even just be, like, a fictional mm-hmm. book. But, like, knowing that your experience as a human is, like, shared and, like, you're not the only one who functions or thinks a certain way or has experienced a certain thing um, 
and that other people have shared that experience is like so Mm -hmm. validating Mm -hmm. and it makes you feel less insane. It makes you feel less isolated um, and more just like normal, which is like Mm -hmm. weird. Like there's what is normal, you know, like there's a definition of that, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And, you know, like when I have talked about our empathetic um, tendencies Mm -hmm. and, you know, they differ between you and I, but um, generally speaking, like there's just certain things that are like so unique to myself that I'm like, like, I'll give an example. Uh, So for me, going into like grocery stores is like very, very, very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly overstimulating. And like, it's, I'm just like, it's, it's generally like a very small crowded area with like people moving in a lot of different directions, doing a lot of different things. And like my body, like is picking up on everybody else's energy. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's like, I'm like absorbing like bits and pieces of everyone's energy around me. And I like, can't think straight. That's something they like talk about that. That's really, that's like very, um, a very common feeling for empaths. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, I had known this in my head, like that this was something that like I, you know, had thought through like, hey, well, why is like, why are grocery stores like overwhelming to me? And then I like realized for myself why it was. So like, I knew this in my brain that it was specific to me, but to like read it in a book that's like Mm -hmm. prescribed for, you know, many like self-proclaimed empaths, like I was like, oh my God, this is like a thing. Like this Mm -hmm. is like a thing. You know what I mean? Like this isn't like some weird thing I came up with or some weird isolated experience or whatever. Like, and it's not just like overwhelming because it's like a grocery store. It's overwhelming in a very, very specific way. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's just like an example of like this book completely changed my life. Um, And I think about it all the time. I've reread bits and pieces. It's one of those books Mm -hmm. you just like take a highlight or two and just like Mm -hmm. mark it up. And it's just, it's great. And I've recommended it to some other people who have expressed certain kind of similar feelings in life too. And um, you won't relate to everything in this book, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not, you know, like even between you and I, like we have our differing, Mm -hmm. you know, elements of being empathetic humans. And I like, you won't relate to everything, but like, even if you relate to one thing, like it's like, Mm -hmm. it's still very impactful. So, um, yeah. So shout out to my mom for getting that book to me. Uh Giving that book to me. Yeah. Uh (laughs) That's very sweet. Um, I feel like I would probably enjoy it. I know that it's like one of those ones that again, I don't read a lot of self-help books either. So probably would take me a little while to get through, but I think it's like you said, it's like one of those kind of books that you just you take in chunks and you, you know, take what you want from it. So love that. Um, the book that I wrote for the book that changed my life is peach blossom spring by Melissa Fu, which I think I've also talked about on the podcast as well. Mm -hmm. And I think like when you were describing just that feeling that you have and like why the book changed your life so much like that's I think a lot of why I like this book because even though it is a fictional like retelling of story you just it's still like you can identify like the shared experiences and you can just resonate with so much of it that like that's what makes it comforting and makes you able to like reflect on it in your own life and what makes it so life-changing I guess yeah um But this book is essentially about a family and they immigrate from China and it covers like three generations of the family. And 
I truly just like feel like I have not connected with a book like so much ever. Mm. Um, And I think when I first like read it, I was telling Shoni and I probably might have already said this on the podcast before, but I'm going to say it again. Um, But the locations in the story of where like all of the scenes take place are like places that are like identical to my life and also like hold like special like meaning to my life. So to see that also just like written out and see just that like even this was like completely made up just to see that it was such a like resemblance to like what my life has been like was just wild um and it was just very beautifully written um very emotional and it just made me feel like so seen yeah yeah Mm -hmm. very I feel like very few things in life can make you feel that way and sometimes you don't even realize you need it to like Mm -hmm. feel seen in that way until you until it happens so yeah and then afterwards you're like wow yeah I didn't even know yeah wild and that's a great example because like I said like it can be a fictional storyline and still be just as validating as like Mm -hmm. you know a survival guide so yeah love um so a book that made you cry so the book I can like most vividly remember making me cry because I feel like I do kind of cry often when I read <laughs> see I don't um, a really hard time okay thinking about this. but the one that I think stands out the most is The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna and I think I've also maybe talked about this book before, I remember you talking again, about this, this is probably in like my top like 10 of favorite books of all time it's so beautifully written um it's about these two sisters during world war ii in france and it just tells both of their stories and both of their like own experiences are so like woven together in such a beautiful like heart-wrenching way and it's just so emotional and i think I think I may, maybe I was saying this in like one of my recent vlogs, but I don't mind like reading books when they're sad, as long as they're written well, like if they're Mm -hmm. written well and they're like very like impactful, I'm fine with it being sad. I don't like when it's just sad to like be sad and you just kind of get annoyed. This book though, just beautiful, sad, emotional, still beautiful moments. Just, just so good. Like there was a point to the sadness. Yeah, there was a point. There was meaning behind it. And the tears were real. So (laughs) yeah. 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 Um, so I don't typically read very serious or heavy books, Mm -hmm. which will be very clear throughout Mm -hmm. this episode. Um, again, I just I don't really like serious Mm -hmm. or heavy things when I'm using my time for fun and enjoyment. Mm -hmm. Um, and it took so it was really hard for me to think about a time you know like a book that made Mm -hmm. me cry I will say I very very recently I was reading a book um where there was like such betrayal at this point it's my like new favorite book of all time when Gracie met the grump or whatever it's Mm -hmm. called yeah there's this one point when like it's just it's not oh now I can't say it because you're reading it I'm not gonna say it okay okay I don't think it's going to make you cry, but for some reason, I was so <laughs> deeply immersed in this book. Like, I was just in this, like, like weird, like, mindset where I was like, I'm living this book. I mean, I was reading for hours and hours straight, and this is like a 600-plus page book, mm-hmm. so, like, you've immersed yourself. And yeah. it was just this one particular thing, and it gets resolved pretty quickly, but, like, 
it was just like oh dagger to the heart <laughs> and I literally like I a tear came out of my eye like I was tearing up so that a was a single deal. tear uh, yeah maybe more I don't know but I just remember <laughs> okay. starting to like literally tear up and I was like whoa whoa what is going What's on happening? Like, and I'm not someone who doesn't cry I just like yeah. don't read books yeah. that will generally make me cry so mm-hmm. um but what I have written here is Divergent in mm-hmm. the Hunger Games, but more notably Divergent. Mm-hmm. And I know you and I have discussed this. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert. If you haven't read the books, this is a huge spoiler spoiler alert. Um, like a main character gets killed at the end. Like mm-hmm. the main character gets yeah. killed at the end for no goddamn reason. Yeah. Literally and that's no the kind reason. of shit that like you were just saying, like at least like there were the sadness and the heaviness was purposeful. There was yeah. literally no reason this person needed to die. Um, And it's kind of shocking. And you kind of think like also throughout the book, you're like, oh my God, this person's dead. And then they're not yeah. actually dead or like, huh. oh my God, there, there's no way this person's going to survive the situation and they survive it. So for her to get all the way to the end of the book and like literally kill mm-hmm. off the main character, it was just yeah. like, what and I remember like I had read these books back to back to back and it was that same kind of like immersive experience where I was just like in this Mm -hmm. world for like Mm -hmm. a week straight and when like I got to like that last little bit of the book and she dies I literally was like are you you fucking kidding kidding me yeah (laughs) I was crying hysterically like I was like went to my mom and I was like I'm not okay like I couldn't do any I felt like depressed yeah like sometime after that um so yeah and yeah, I mean, like I mean, it. no, but like Divergent really hit hard. So like, heavy. I understand heavy stuff. Heavy yeah. stuff. I I get it. I really. Do. I know you get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For anyone who felt that feeling of yeah. Divergent, you probably also felt just as like gut wrenched at the end of the yeah. series. So. Yeah, we validate what yes. you felt because yes. we were in the thick of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um. Okay. On a happier note, do you want to tell us about a book that made you laugh? Yeah, so I don't also read books that tend to make me laugh, <laughs> but um, there, there's like when I was younger, of course, I read mm-hmm. books that were lighthearted. Like I'll, we'll touch on some of our mm-hmm. favorite childhood books, um, but I, I really wanted to mention this particular like book, sort of not book. It's like a poem book, um, and I figured that this was maybe just a spot to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Where the Sidewalk Ends by Shel Silverstein, and it's like a poem book. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gifted this at a pretty young age and like developed this like really I don't know if I've ever even told anyone this in my family but like I developed like a really strong attachment to this like book mm-hmm. and it's somewhere in my like brain like it, it's like very meaningful to me like I took it with me to like everywhere like it's in mm-hmm. New York with me right now um I think there's just like certain things like from a young age you place like an insane amount of value on Mm-hmm. And you don't know really why, but you just did as a kid. Yeah. Um, but I have this very distinct memory where I had to memorize um, something. I think it was like a, it could have been anything. It could have been like a speech or anything, a poem or whatever. It had to be a certain amount of time long and um, like read it to or like present it to the class, like, you know, like memorized. And mm-hmm. I memorized a poem from this book and I presented to the class and mm-hmm. it's a really funny poem. The book is really funny. They're so stupid. Wait, can I just read you one? Yeah. I'm going to get it. Oh, okay. This is the one I memorized. So mm-hmm. I'll just read like one little excerpt out of it. It's called Ickle Me, Pickle Me, Tickle Me Too. Uh-huh. Ickle Me, Pickle Me, Tickle Me Too. Went for a ride in a flying shoot. Hooray, what fun. It's time we flew. It said Ickle Me, Pickle Me, Tickle Me Too. 
that's so cute. Also, so just, dumb. Like, I'm imagining like little Shoshone reciting that for class. Yeah. Precious. What about you? Um, Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. I've also talked about that on the podcast. But again, I think this will all this is also probably like in my top 10 and maybe like my favorite autobiography I've ever wow. written. Wow. Um, and I read this for like a work book club. So I like wasn't really expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. And I think I've said too before, like I don't really have any like emotional attachment to Matthew McConaughey like I never have like I can't say I've like watched a ton of his movies or whatever um but his autobiography was just so good it was so funny and I feel like you can just really like I feel like a lot of the times like people's autobiographies like are better when you listen to them as the audiobook I feel like this like I didn't listen to the audiobook and I still got like just as much of his personality like the humor came through and it just the way he talks about his life is so unique and just just so funny um and it's also just so meaningful too and I really really recommend it and I will probably like again kind of kind of like your book I'm gonna keep that forever like it's something that just like feels very special to me so that's awesome Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not surprised his tone and his like yeah. humor comes through in the book. He has a very yeah. distinct personality. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. Love. So. Okay, a book that you think everyone should read. Okay. <laughs> I wrote Harry Potter LOL also, and then I didn't do the also, and I don't know what I was going to put. So I'll just talk about Harry Potter. Sure. <laughs> I think that everyone should read Harry Potter at least once in their lives. I think that it is just like I don't know I just feel like it's a necessary thing that you need to do in your life um (laughs) I literally like loved Harry Potter I still do love Harry Potter I've been wanting to reread the books too Um, I wish you guys could see Lynn's books like her Harry (laughs) Potter books they're they're, like literally loved falling apart yeah um and like the pages are yellow and but I I just I think that is something that everyone absolutely like needs in their life um and I think I actually do remember the other thing I was gonna say I was gonna say Minor Feelings which is that other book Mm. I mentioned recently too um that's like a more serious book but but it's just a really good book it's not like a super long serious book so it's an easy read but I just think it does a really good job of Again, kind of like conveying an experience similar to like Peach Blossom Spring, but this is more of like a like a personal it's not an autobiography. It is by Kathy Park Hong. Um, and it's just like a good book to like if you want to educate yourself about being an Asian American person. Yeah. <laughs> so. Awesome. I think most people would agree with you about the Harry Potter stuff. I think. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm not one of the people who's read them. So, and I've had many people in my <laughs> life try to get me to read them. Uh-huh. Um, so I also have like a fun one and kind of a serious one. Mm-hmm. So I think this, okay. So anytime someone is like, I don't know what to read. I want to get back mm-hmm. to reading. I don't know what I like. I can never get through a book. I lose my attention span, like whatever. I always recommend the hating game by Sally Thorne. I think mm-hmm. um, it's, a level of like romance and like banter and like a touch, you know, a little bit of like mm-hmm. spicy in it 
that I think most people would read and enjoy. Like, I, agree. I genuinely think like even a guy could read this and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. There's so much good banter in it. it. There are moments that are actually funny. There are very serious, like heartfelt moments. It's well paced. It's very well written. The characters are very well developed. It's nothing like crazy special. It's like a workplace, like, hate mm-hmm. you, love you type of romance. Like it's not mm-hmm. an original concept by any means. Um, it's one of my all time favorite books, but I, I just think it's like one of those books that like every time I recommend it to someone, they enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It be like the best book they've ever read in their entire life, but it's a book they'll read and they'll be like, oh, I remember why I like reading again. And like, oh, I want mm-hmm. more, you know? Um, I fully agree with that. Thank you. As someone who has read The Hating Game. <laughs> yes. Um, and if I'm not wrong, I think our friend Alyssa is the one who actually recommended this book to me. Mm-hmm. I, I think like, so. this was a really long time ago, but I'm pretty sure it was Alyssa. Mm-hmm. So shout out. Um, second book is Battling the Big Lie, which I've also talked about um, by Dan Pfeiffer. Um, I won't talk too much about this, but it is a political book. It is political mm-hmm. commentary on uh, Fox News, the media, the big lie, which it's referencing the election results between Trump and Biden. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really important comment like it's a really important book to understand how everything led up to where we are right now and what's on the line for the future and Mm -hmm. what's happening in this current moment I think it's way bigger than people realize I think it's way more complex than people realize um and I think it's way more strategic and purposeful than people realize Mm -hmm. um so highly recommend if you need any book just to be like I kind of need to just like figure out what the fuck's going on in the world right now I don't know where to start start with this book um mm-hmm. and it's funny this book is funny like there's a lot of really good like personality in it and mm-hmm. um it's coming from a um from an author who's I mean very well educated and has lots of experience to be speaking on this so yeah yeah okay um a book that you think is overrated so I listed quite a few here I'll kind of go rapid fire but starting okay. with where the crawdad sings that book sucks and I I'll, it, it's a it's a controversial read Mm -hmm. um I know the author has also been involved in some controversy as well um I have not watched the film I don't know anything about the film but I did not like the book it's not my writing style I didn't like the premise I didn't it it just wasn't for me Mm -hmm. um the hunted series by Ivy Smoke I only made it through a book and a half in this entire series not good it's a romance between like a professor and a student fucking weird and like just not good like it's just not <laughs> okay so boring it's so whatever it's bleh you can do better mm-hmm. the off-campus series by l kennedy also weak like it's just <laughs> people love this shit and to be honest i think it's a lot of lynn and i've talked about this like the book talk on like tiktok mm-hmm. recommendations are not good like no. it's people who like have never read like recommending these and I'm not saying everyone I'm not saying yeah. I have my favorite creators that have similar taste to me similar style mm-hmm. and I I take I love the Rex but a lot of these books that go viral are not good mm-hmm. um and not that the deal in the or like the off-campus series by L. Kennedy is like bad and to be fair I haven't read all of them I only read two of them um but like you can do better you can get the same exact type of feeling story everything that's just done better and like less mm-hmm. they get together immediately and cutesy mm-hmm. fun 200 pages whatever mm-hmm. halloween sisters by krista and becky ritchie no so bad 
literally so bad. I <laughs> like honestly, like this was a major DNF, but like I also like rated this like a literal one in my uh-huh. in my own like tracking. And like it's just I, I won't even get into like enough detail okay. about it, but it's it's a, a huge no for me. Like it was just so bad. Like mm-hmm. the storyline, the characters, the way it was written, everything mm-hmm. about it was just a big fat no. So Oh gosh. Um, okay. So don't don't read those guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was something else I was gonna say. Now I can't remember. Because this book is going viral on TikTok right now. And I read it. It's called Icebreaker by Hannah Grace. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. Um, and also not good. It's just, mm-hmm. it's people are like eating this shit up. And I know it's because I have a particular type of book that I like. Like I like more like of a plot and a story and characters. And like, um, like there needs to be more stuff going on other than someone just like falling in love. And mm-hmm. also there needs to be build up. Otherwise, like, yeah. great, you're together yeah. 20% in. Like, now I don't what's give a gonna shit. What's going to happen now? What's, what's yeah. the line now? Yeah. Um, and I gen- I generally just don't like college-based books. I, mm-hmm. I It's really hard for me to enjoy them as, like, an adult. Yeah. Um, and so this does take place in college. Um, the idea is good. And I, I hope someone write – I hope there's a book out there that's similar to this that's just, like, done a little bit better. But, like – I'm telling you, if you enjoyed this book, like you have so much to look forward to because there's a lot better stuff out there too. So mm-hmm. I rest wow. my case. And what about <laughs> you? What is your, a book okay. or many um, books that you feel are I reading? have, I have two. The first, so I actually, when I first read this book, I think I like really bought into the Kool-Aid and I really liked it. It's Atomic Habits by James Clear. Oh, this is a popular I'm pretty book. sure everyone has heard of it. If you have not, Google the cover and you will- be like ding 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 I know what you're talking about um but after I've just kind of like thought about it more and I think about it now and every time I see it on the bookshelf I'm like hmm I feel like it is very overrated I feel like the concept kind of like what you were saying like the concept is really good and it does have like good material in it but the actual book is just like literally chapter after chapter after chapter of saying the exact same thing and like maybe a little bit different of a way and it is a self-help book which I also don't typically like love either um but I just feel like as I've reflected on this one more and more I'm kind of like uh I don't I don't know that it's like as good as everyone says that it is the other one is actually (laughs) the A Court of Thorns and Roses series also a hot take Keep in mind, I have not read the last book. And at this point, I've decided I'm probably not going to. Mm. I really tried to, like, be invested in this series. I really tried to, like, appreciate it for what it was. The fact that it's, like, fantasy and I don't typically read fantasy. And I just feel like the more I thought about it, I was like, this is kind of just, like, a mess. And I feel like (laughs) she – so she has – I think she could have ended the series after the first three books. And then after the first three, she has this like tiny little one, which I truly like don't know why it was written. Like there's literally no subject to it. And compared to the other books, which are like 600 pages, this book was maybe like 200. And I just read it and I was like, what are we doing here? Anyways, she has a book after that. I think she is writing another one too. Um, But I don't know. I just, I didn't get the hype around it and I was fully expecting to be like 
I don't know, like everyone on TikTok who was just so immersed in it and so obsessed with it and like so obsessed with the characters. And yeah, we talked about I, this. I, I was just, like, We're poor yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I didn't, I didn't feel that. So I think those are my, my two. And I'm not going to read the last book. So here you, I mean, you know, my take like readings for fun. Why are you forcing yourself to read a book yeah. you don't give a shit about? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, exactly. Love it. Love so, the honesty. That's, that's where we're at. Um, okay, what about a book you think is underrated? Um, so a book I think is underrated. It's actually this author who I recently like finished one of her books and then I read the other one like maybe a year ago. Um, but the author is Jennifer Hillier and she writes thriller books. And all of the two that I'm about to mention are actually both based in Seattle. And I like truly don't think I've any like I have read any thrillers like better than hers like they're wow. those are like they're like the ones that like you literally like read in a day or two because you like need to know what's going gonna happen and like you're truly just like on the edge of your seat and I love that they're both based in Seattle the first one is Little Secrets Kendall actually recommended it to me so if you're listening Kendall shout out to you but so good okay wait the other one what happens and then spoiler alert, I want to know how it ends too. I like the, I like thrillers, but I will never read them because I get too freaked out. I can't be that immersed, but I like want to know, you know? Okay. Let me um Okay, so spoiler alert, we're pull, pull these up. <clears throat> yep, I gave it five stars on Goodreads. Wow. So to you, um, if you give something five stars, does that automatically mean like, okay, it's in my like top 10 now? Or is it like, okay, five stars, amazing, but not my top 10? Not necessarily um, the top 10. Not necessarily. I feel like it kind of depends. Like there's like there's a lot of nuance in there, you know? Totally fair. Um okay. I'm actually gonna read you the little blurb for Little Secrets because it has been a little while since I read it. So I want to make sure you get the full effect. Okay. Okay. Marin had the perfect life. Married to her college sweetheart, she owns a chain of upscale hair salons and Derek runs his own company. They're admired in their community and are a loving family until their world falls apart the day their son Sebastian is taken. A year later, Marin is a shadow of herself. The FBI search has gone cold, the publicity has faded, and she and her husband rarely speak. She hires a PI to pick up where the police left off, but instead of finding Sebastian, she learns that Derek is having an affair with a younger woman. This discovery sparks Marin back to life. She lost her son. She's not about to lose her husband, too. Kenzie is an enemy with a face, which means this is a problem Marin can fix permanently. All it takes to unravel a life is one little secret. Overwhelmed by tragedy, a woman desperately tries to save her marriage in an award-winning author, blah, 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 novel of psychological suspense. Okay, so you're sure you want to know how it ends? I am sure I want to know. Okay, (laughs) so if you're going to read this book, which I highly recommend that you do, please skip fast forward to next book. Um, But essentially, from what I remember, it ends with you learn that the woman, she like has this friend from her past and it, it becomes revealed that he took the son and then was like blackmailing her and her husband, I think, separately and it turns out the son is actually alive he has the son but you find out that like the dad he like while he was having this affair so he basically just sucks because he has an affair but he also like gets I think a ransom note maybe I might be remembering some of this wrong but essentially you find out the child's still alive it's he was taken by someone from her past and then you find out the husband kind of knew 
And then the guy who took the son from the past, I think he ends up committing suicide. Jesus, Lynn. <laughs> um, okay. Wow. Crazy. Okay. Anyways, so second one. I recently read her. I think that I think this one maybe came out after. I actually don't know. But anyways, for me, this is the most recent one I read. And it's called Things We Do in the Dark. Also based in Seattle, as I said. And essentially, there's this woman. She is married to a comedian who's like a celebrity. And they live in uh, Queen Anne. And <laughs> he dies. Anyways, she's found at the crime scene. The whole story is about whether or not she actually did it. And if she didn't do it, who is it? But the twist is that she has this whole other life that she's like covering up. So you have to like factor that into. And then do you want me to tell you the ending of this one too? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the ending of this one is it turns out she did not kill her husband, but from her past, someone does come back. Her story is revealed. Turns out she was like involved in this other murder, but she didn't actually murder this woman. And then you find out that someone who was close within the story the entire time is the person who like staged this killing. Oh, wow. Okay. Sorry. I was like thinking through that. uh, Wow. That for some reason, that's a little juicier to me than the other one. Okay. Also, I don't like when kids are involved. Like, yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Anyways, I think this author is very underrated. I just bought one of her other books, but I just bought it and I'm excited to read it. So amazing. Love it. Good Rex. Yeah. Um, Okay. So (laughs) I'll just kind of go through my, mine are mostly authors that I think are a little bit underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, but specifically, uh, certain like of their s- certain series. Um, so Parker S. Huntington, her five syndicate series, take a guess what it's about. Um, it is a mafia romance series, um, Your fave. but my fave, but it's, it's actually pretty, I-, I think if like, you were like, what is this trope? Mm-hmm. Like, this is a good intro to it. And it's, it's well done. It's simple. It's nothing special, but I really like her writing. I like her plots. It's not too intense and like weird and gets into territory that's mm-hmm. weird. Um, and then Ilsa Madden Hills. Also, I should let me backtrack really quick. I don't like maybe these aren't underrated. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know, but all I ever see on social media are about like the major book talk books, and no mm-hmm. one ever talks about these authors. So yes, or they'll mm-hmm. talk about like one book from them or something. Um, but the Ilsa Matt Ilsa Madden Hills, great writer, great books, great plots, great characters. Right. Um, the series is called The Game Changers Book, and there's two books in them. The second book is my favorite, but both really, really good books. Um LJ Shen, I think, was like my intro into like the love of reading. I I love will always and forever love her. I think if you're just like, I don't really know where to start, LJ Shen is a great way to start, great place to start. Um, go to her older books. Her more recent books are not as great. Okay. Love her forever and ever, but like I her older books are better. Uh, I know you've read quite a few of them as well. Mm -hmm. Um Odette Stone. So I know that there was like this weird obsession with like hockey. Mm-hmm. in the romance fiction world mm-hmm. um and she no one ever talks about her mm-hmm. and like her um hockey romance series called Vancouver Wolves so good and so well done and honestly i i know it's probably not maybe your total vibe but like her and maybe the reason i like these books more is cuz like there's kind of a thriller aspect to every okay. single okay 
Like, oh. There's always like something like way bigger and like way more okay. that goes wrong. It's not just like a cutesy like yeah, like hockey romance. It's like a little bit more serious and like plot. Heavy. I like that. Yeah, I think okay. you might like it. Um, okay. and then Emily McIntyre, um, another good author. She writes basically like reimagined version of story like fairy tales. I guess. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um. So like um she has this book called hooked and it's basically like a reimagined story of like captain hook and like um wendy so like okay kind of this like weird twisted like Mm reimagined version Mm -hmm. of like your story you know your childhood like favorite stories and whatever um and yeah i know a lot of people do like like reimagined version of like hades and persephone and stuff like that so hers Mm -hmm. is kind of like that vibe but like for, you know, like mm-hmm. childhood books that we used to read and stuff. And I just think it's it's new. It's um she, well written and uh, they are kind of intense, though. So I will okay. just preface that these books are very intense. They are dark, um, but very good. OK, got you. Yeah. All right. I'm very interested in the hockey one. Yes. OK, I'm going to send you like my favorites in the series. OK, I think you'll like and you can read them out of order. Yeah, I think so. I th- okay. I, if I, I haven't read these in a long time. I think I read them last year, but I've reread like two of these books. Like they're okay. Pretty, yeah. Okay. Love it. Yeah. But you also know um, my taste in books. So like you yeah. gotta, you gotta want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I got yeah. you. I got okay. you. Um, okay. Book on your TV, TR, to be read list. Um, Love on the Brain by Allie Hazelwood. Um, mm-hmm. what, what was her first book called? The Love Hypothesis. Yes. This is one of those rare occasions where mm-hmm. very, very, very popular on book talk and was actually very good. But yes. again, not the best book you're ever going to read in your entire mm-hmm. life, but it was very good. It was original. Well done. Um, if I remember correctly, my only complaint of that book was that like it like ended very quickly. Mm-hmm. And like I remember you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, give me more, like wrap it uh-huh. up, like pace it out a little bit better. Um but her next book is Love on the Brain, and I am dying to read it. The only reason I'm like haven't read it is because I've paid for it, and it's not yeah. on Kindle Unlimited. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but I I'm sure I'll love it. I don't actually really know what this one is about, but I think it's still the kind of same vibe. Same gist. Yeah. yeah, no, I I want to read it as well. So, and I also don't know really know what it's about, but it does look really cute. So. Excited for that. Um, I have two. The first is Free Food for Millionaires by Minjin Lee. And this is the same author who wrote Pachinko. I don't actually yes. know what this book is about, but I really liked her writing. So I want to read her other book as well. Um, and then the other book I really want to read is called The Joy Luck Club by Amy Tan. And this was recommended to me by one of my friends on Instagram. And um, I think it's like about a mother and a daughter. Um and that's all I know. But <laughs> I want to read that too. Amazing. So that's what's on my list. Very good. Um, favorite childhood book. Okay. So obviously Nancy Drew, which I feel obviously. like kind of kind of like was the doorway to my love for thrillers and crime. Honestly, probably. Um, yeah. But you yeah, know, I was obsessed with Nancy Drew. Um, I see you put Sarah Dessen on your yeah, list as classic. well. That was her intro classic. into like romance. I feel yes, like. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then a series of unfortunate events. Loved those books too. Yeah. Also kind of dark and weird and <laughs> ever. And I guess you could include Harry Potter in there too. Of course. Love. Yeah. <laughs> um 
love all of those. I was an anti Drew girl to some extent. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. get, I, I was like such a paranoid little kid. I like still mm-hmm. am. Um, yeah. So sometimes it would like freak me out a little bit, but yeah. I love, also, I love the Nancy Drew with um, Emma Roberts. I've watched mm-hmm. that movie like 500 times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Junie B. Jones. Oh, yes. Classic. I mm-hmm. still will reread those books. Like, they're so I, good. I have all of mine too from, um, <gasps> that's cute from my childhood and I that was like my intro to they're very very beginner books like I I don't know what grade you start reading like that but like Mm -hmm. that was my kind of like how I fell in love with reading at that age so Judy B. Jones for sure loved Sarah Destin as we mentioned and also we share a love for the Percy Jackson yes Mm -hmm. I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of people this was like their intro book into like fantasy or like kind of dystopian ish like crossover type world um and I I think if I remember this correctly I got into these books because I spoke of this in one of our episodes about routines that I developed like this really weird sleeping issue where I would get a lot of anxiety around sleeping and then I would psych myself out and whatever a huge part of that was finding ways to like get into Mm -hmm. a routine and like calm my mind down and wind down time is what we would call it um And in that wind down time, I would read. But the thing is, if I read, it's still stimulating my brain. So my Mm -hmm. mom would read to me. Um, And so she would read me some of these Percy Jackson books. And so I just have a fond memory of them. Um, They're also just such good books. Like, I literally think you could. It's kind of like Harry Potter. You could reread it now. I mean, Harry Potter is for all ages. Percy Jackson is definitely younger. But you could read read Paris Percy Jackson that they just love it and then I know my brother also it's a very special series to him mm-hmm. and, and my mom so um yeah and you obviously love it. it it makes sense that yeah. you loved it given your love for mm-hmm. Harry Potter so oh. I heard they might be doing like a remake of Percy Jackson or maybe doing like a tv show or something oh really I don't remember exactly but there I heard some rumblings about Percy Jackson I don't remember exactly though, interesting so. okay well I would be interested in that if that is in fact true. Yes. Anyways, last last category. Last, last but not least. Category. Um what is your favorite f- book you read or favorite book you were forced to read in school? Is that what I wrote? Oh yeah, yeah. it is. Because listen, I don't know that like you're gonna be reading these like books on your own unless mm-hmm. you are. I don't know. I, I don't think I normally would. Yeah. Um, but that's why I put forced, but no, I agree. There were that. some that we on occasion, and there were like mine was the Kite Runner by Khalid Hosseini, and I still like think about that no, book so a lot. Good. Um, that was like a very like I think it was truly one of the first books I read where I was like, "Wow, this is what good writing is," and this is like, like I think it was truly like one of the first times I was like, "Dang, like." I appreciate the I, fact that I'm having to read this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still think about that book. It's just like a staple in my life. Like I almost put that as book that changed your life. So I also feel like it's because it's more of a, a, a more modern book. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a book we're reading from like a really long time ago. So yeah, um, mm-hmm. I agree with that fully. I was debating between that one, another one, and then the one I, I ended up mm-hmm. going with. Um, Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury is one of my standout favorite books I was forced to read in school. (laughs) Um, it's literally about reading, which is like kind of ironic. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you ever read that book? 
Um, I think I did, but I can't say that it was one of the ones that stuck out to me. <laughs> That's totally fine. Um, <gasps> basically, like, it, I don't, we don't, it, most people probably know what Fahrenheit yeah. 451 is, but also I just want to mention on top of, I would say the three books for me were Fahrenheit mm-hmm. 451, Kite Runner, and then 1984 by George Orwell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. those were the three books. I think those are like the me. classics. Yeah. Yeah. But From like we read a lot of other shit that was just so dumb. It was oh, yeah. so dumb. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And also like enjoying it and like mm-hmm. actively wanting to read it versus just being like, okay, reading it is two different things. So I, I 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, okay. Well, I think that's all we have. That yeah. was a fun episode. It was yeah. fun to talk about books. We haven't done that in a while, but mm-hmm. we need to do that more. We need to prioritize that. <laughs> Well, we give you a favorite every month, but now you have it all in one place together. Maybe we could do like a top 10 favorite because we oh, like that would be fun. We covered a lot of categories, but I don't right. know that like all of our mm-hmm. like my top two favorite books haven't been mentioned in here. So, yeah. well, um, and it's also like you said, like something could be in your top 10 that isn't like that you maybe didn't give five stars to or like totally. Yeah. You know, Everybody so say, yeah. That'd be a fun episode to do. So stay tuned for that. But until next week, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at basically anxious pod. So you can stay up to date with us and never miss an episode. But until then, or until next week, we will talk to you guys all later. Bye. Bye.